0: Get to meet the devil Never thought I'd meet him face to face Welcome to the uh, third episode of Wet Hot American Podcast. I am Zane Reeves. And I am Justin Runge. And today we're going to be talking about musicals casting a very wide net here. Yes. What are we going to be talking about
1: today? Uh, well, we're going to be talking about everything from animated films to uh, the, uh, the the history of musicals, past, present, and future, the use of pop music in movies, um, and the maybe even the hybridization of, um, of simply movie music and the musicals sort of coming together. Um, we're going to be talking about mockumentaries. We're going to be talking about...
0: I think we've even got long-form music videos in there too. Hip hopera. Hip hopera.
1: I don't. You know, I don't know if we're going to talk about hip hopera, but I will say hip hopera.
0: It's a fun thing to say, hip hopera. Now I feel like uh, the SNL uh, public radio sketch um, with the shreddy balls. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah and i have to say i was i feel like i've been lured here under false pretenses i thought we were going to spend the next 40 minutes talking strictly about newsies uh, i'm musicists.
1: sorry well christian bale called and said he didn't want to work professionally with us so <laughs> we have to we have to respect uh his opinions uh that's fine but uh you know if you would like to start the talk with, with yeah, newsies I'll see, I think that's we... when musicals began isn't that right
0: yes uh with the talkies uh but no, I, I guess, yeah, we could talk about our personal entry points sure. into uh, musicals, and for me, uh, I don't want to say that I've had an abusive relationship with musicals, but uh, I don't know that I've always loved musicals back, right. and like all bad men, I blame external circumstances for my behavior. <laughs> uh, specifically, I blame uh, Disney in general in the 80s okay. for things like The Great Mouse Detective.
1: <laughs> from the brain that brought you the big Ben Caper the head that made headlines in every I, yeah. thought that you, I thought that and you had your, the, like that because you're fond
0: of no, no, no I just wanted to have that contextualized no. yeah. uh, uh, Pete's Dragon uh, Don Bluth an uh,
1: American Tale? An American Tale.
0: The one I really have a beef with is All Dogs Go to Heaven, which is a grim piece of work.
1: Certainly. Uh,
0: that was a uh, uh, mislabeled babysitter yeah. for a uh, third period uh, <laughs> social studies classes.
1: Oh, you can't keep a good
0: dog down. No, sir. No, you can't keep a good dog down. Also, a really got subjected to a lot of bad community theater growing up, or as do, as do things I. like Big River and Annie uh, play musicals that we really the world doesn't need another production of these certainly, things, certainly. and and the only instance I will ever say anything negative about John Huston uh, his film version of Annie I was right. also subjected to and uh, it sucks.
1: Dumb dog why are you following me? I ain't got a crumb dog
0: how have about similar,
1: letting uh, me periods of of uh, being subjected to the musical be- from being theater kids, right I'm yes. not assuming uh, uh for me for some reason, my entryway into musicals was um well uh, i my my parents will remember that I was in a an incredibly dour and absolutely depressing um production of the sound of music <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh in which uh the sound of music Whether well, it's a backstage No, this stuff. is the thing, I'm being honest. We would freeze in tableaus and then there would be a pre-recorded track of like of like urban sort of like warfare sound effects and a little girl reading the diary of a like, Kosovo and a child? We would freeze in position and then you would hear We are hiding in the basement. I'm not. I'm not kidding. I mean, it's already depressing enough with the Nazi occupa- occupation and the and the, and the being forced to learn musical scales.
0: And, that, um, yeah, that 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 seems bizarrely misconceived and designed to just uh, really punish the audience. That, that's like that's like a Brechtian sort of device. <laughs> it, it,
1: it, dare I say it seems bizarrely brilliant?
0: Well. I, I imagine probably the execution of it kept it d- it, from it did music.
1: feel very Caucasian chalk circle old women walking out on stage and screaming. Um and uh, but but you so know that was your beginning. My real passion for musicals started with not the hip hop opera but the rock opera
0: and uh, which one in, in Uh
1: well I rem- I remember seeing a uh, uh, b- Bef- while it still maintains some sort of secular identity for me, Godspell. Oh yeah. Um and uh, and then um, I can't the, the, watch
0: I can't watch Godspell anymore without thinking of the Wet Hot American Summer. Yes,
1: summer. yeah, right. right. But anyway, you know it took me like four times watching that to realize that they were booing because of the gobo. Yeah,
0: I, I think they talked about that in the commentary track too, don't they? they, they it was a little confusing.
1: Well, the, this is the thing. It's already confusing because it's it's a Jewish camp. I'll give you that. But Stephen Schwartz is a Jewish man writing a musical about the gospel of Matthew. So we're already having a crisis of identity and purpose.
0: Well, I think Lenny Bruce covered back when he still bits, did bits and not just like read transcripts of his uh, court cases. Uh, <laughs> he, he talked about all this preponderance of... Uh, uh, religious epics like Greatest Story Ever Told uh-huh. things like that, yeah. Ben-Hur and they're all made by you know Jew, uh, Jewish studio heads yep. and his joke was it's their way of saying I'm sorry
1: <laughs> and uh, St- Stephen Schwartz is still saying I'm sorry with <laughs> things like The Prince of Persia uh, he uh, was responsible for that um, and, uh, and of course Jesus Christ Superstar Why does Christianity lend itself so readily to the rock opera? something sort of angsty about... I I, I think particularly, yeah,
0: there's... Uh, any time you get the sort of Old Testament kind of anger going on, it really translates well to, like, it could either be a Sermon on the Mount, or it could be a Buzzcocks song. <laughs> and, uh... No, I, uh... Yeah, it, it lends itself well to a punk aesthetic. Right. Jesus Christ the Superstar was actually one of the things that thawed the ice for me as well. Really, where it's really. like that... The film version uh, that uh, was Norman Jewison that did that, I think?
1: I believe so. You know, I've only seen the yeah. opening uh, bus arrival scene. Yeah. I kind of uh, tuned out. But it,
0: it, it's well done, and I saw a very good college production of it that I thought was actually even better than the, the film version. And, and then, of course, Tenacious D with the. Uh, the uh, Jeepers Creeper, Super
1: That's right, that's yeah. right on uh was was that Mr. Show in the It was Mr. That? Show,
0: yes. I I, I sorry I confused uh, two very good things here. but yeah. Uh, the, the, the was the ballad of Jeepers Creepers? I can't remember a line for line remember, it was the one with like a five minute takeoff of the film. Yes, where, yeah. I yeah I yeah that and uh, Jack Black and uh, Jeepers
1: uh, Right. Um uh something I'm about uh right. something about Golf, video games. Golf, video
0: games. Yeah, he basically, yeah, Jeepers Creepers. Uh, he's an all right guy. He just wants to hang out, and play video games. And don't quote him on that, but that's cool. Whatever. You know. And uh, David Cross, rather brilliantly cast as the Judas of that piece. Yes. Of that uh, He uh, definitely missed his calling as like the uh, the dark, lurking figure in musicals. He could have been like Oliver Reed and and uh, as Bill Sykes. And Oliver in, uh, yeah. injecting a real sense of, like, this guy is going to come off the screen and beat me to death with his own shoe. <laughs> uh,
1: uh, well, it kind of reminds me as well of uh, um, of uh, Willy Wonka's adversary, who is uh, Mr. Uh, – Mr., uh, uh, There's no earthly way of knowing which direction we are going. I thought- well, yeah, Willy
0: Wonka, that's a – there's no where we're rolling Although, again, it, in, in age as well, because Gene Wilder
1: is such a crank and that. Yes. And it, yeah, although, although the
0: songs, I don't know that I am that crazy about the songs.
1: Leslie Briscus, right, uh, who wrote that? I believe so. The, um, uh,
0: I think we could IMDB that, but yeah, probably.
1: Uh, and I don't know. Yeah, it's it's that's an incredibly odd... and, and, and uh, Absolutely terrifying, you know. I've already forgotten the name of uh, of the the frightening uh competitor uh, with the gobstoppers. But yeah, the
0: Farouk assault is what I remember simply because of the the '90s band. Uh, is my point of
1: reference. And I used to st- I used to tell a girl I went to high school with that she looked like Charlotte Beauregard, the one that blows up like the blueberry. I.
0: I, I guess you had pretty much decided that you two weren't going to prom. Pre,
1: Pre-Blueberry, pre though, I'm oh, saying. Oh,
0: pre-Blueberry, yeah. Did you have to qualify that when you told her that?
1: Uh, I don't know if I got the chance to qualify that. Um, but Explains uh, the scar. So, you know, yeah, I'm already... This is already... Uh, been a hundred dollars worth of psychotherapy for me uh so uh i suppose we can move on i've had a very w- well-rounded musical uh history from from the stage to the screen um my mother also subjected me to a lot of uh, the musicals of the 50s and 60s in the heyday so i saw you know american in paris singing in the rain uh seven brides for seven brothers all the big minnelli productions um oklahoma so yeah. that's uh that, that's what I, I, I was later in. to
0: those films i i went backwards like i was being subjected to things like Painter wagon mm-hmm. before that, and I did have the Simpsons reaction to that of, <laughs> oh, there's Lee Marvin. He's good for drunken violence, and then yeah, uh,
1: or Richard Burton and Camelot. I mean, wh- uh, Richard Burton.
0: It, well, it's fun to read the the stories about the stage production of that, where essentially it would be drinking contest. Where <sighs> The, let's see if we can get Julie Andrews to notice, like, how many uh, pints of vodka I put away. And the more he would drink, she would comment, I didn't notice very much, but you seemed a little bit better
1: tonight. <laughs> I, I, I've always loved Julie Andrews. I know I had that, that sort of scarring experience with The Sound of Music. but Well,
0: she's a class act.
1: My well, my father was all, always a big um,
0: – he uh,
1: he loved uh, Darling Lily. Did you ever see Darling Lily? Darling Lily, Lily is
0: one – I've seen Star, although I've mm-hmm. tried to forget
1: it. Uh and uh and uh well, of course uh Victor Victoria. Victor Victoria. Um where was that one? I liked it? SOB. Yes, okay SOB is what I was thinking Was that the one see where her she? Parts? Mm-hmm. uh which I'm sure uh many millions of men around the world had already resigned themselves to never getting, getting to, to, to experience, it, right? they, they,
0: uh yeah, it was a little late to the to the show with that one,
1: but it was worth <laughs> it. <laughs> but um yeah, so you you know, obviously uh a well rounded, if, uh, if sort of um, um, dowdy and uh, unremarkable, past for the both of us. And I
0: guess going back then to, well, if we could uh, begin at the beginning. Uh, Go on, sir. Hey.
1: Uh, that's it. <laughs> the chorus in F sharp. There may be streets that have their sorrow. We kicked it around during the
0: Oscar podcast, podcast, but have you seen that the Broadway melody of 28? No, I haven't. No, I haven't. <laughs> it's just fun to kick right. Yeah, let's see. I'm trying to think of the earliest ones. That, uh, I know there was a, like, a, a Pabst did a version of Three Penny Opera, maybe thirty thirty one. Yeah, okay. But early, earliest one, I, uh, partly because, I, you know, I, I've seen through things like that, the That's Entertainment series, I've uh-huh. seen much of the, like, the Busby Berkeley stuff, which yeah. I like very much from 42nd Street. Uh, a little bit of the Lubitsch uh, stuff, like uh, the Love Parade. Yes, of course. Uh, but the stuff uh, from the 30s that I really responded to, uh, other than a really just uh, painfully canonical, uh, obvious choice of The Wizard of Oz, mm-hmm. would be um, Duck Soup. We'll, we'll be if chewing gum is chewed, the chewer is pursued. And in the hooskow hidden, if we choose the chew, will be pursued. If any form of pleasure is exhibited... Report to me and it will be prohibited. The work of the Marx Brothers in general, which I that's part of what helped me learn. To, like, I can enjoy uh, people stopping the action mm-hmm. to sing, and then later, of course, when people figure out how to not stop the, the movie cold right. for a song. But that was something where the oh, I can enjoy this because these are really clever. And
1: I think those were the first musicals I saw because I, I was I, I think I sort of sought out the Marx Brothers later in life because. Um, that was not something that I was subjected to as a child. Um, though and all children should be. Though, yes, if, if you want them to grow up with any sense of, uh, well, if, if irreverence. you want Irreverence. Irreverence, <laughs> and you want them to know how to correctly use the term irony. Um,
0: uh, <laughs> I'll use that term however I want to. Uh, I
1: apologize. I'll leave you in your bubble. Yeah. Um, but uh, I, I think the— Requisite 30 Rock reference there. <laughs> the, uh, the, I'm waiting for them to do a musical episode.
0: Uh, well, I, they they did a showstopper with uh, Midnight Train to Georgia. Oh, that's
1: right, and she's been and she's been doing a lot of uh, what's, F- Janis Joplin. But yeah, it's she, uh, well,
0: they, they give Krakowski, like I love that. They show off both what an absolutely like terrific voice she has uh-huh. and they also do it in a way that always makes her look like a total ass <laughs> each and every time it, it like it like it manages to, to accomplish both things there it's like a vehicle and it's poking fun yeah yeah at it but yeah a, a full-blown musical episode there would be
1: uh, most welcome mm-hmm. but um to, to, to sort of uh, go back to uh, uh, the, the 30s musical, I think um, um, the musicals I really responded to as a child, and still, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm glad I saw them when I was younger, were the, uh, the Fred Astaire, Ginger Rogers movies. I mean, apart from the, the dancing, which they're sort of renowned and, yep. and canonized for, the, the music in those movies... Things have come to a pretty pass. Our romance is growing fast. Like Gershwin's soundtrack which uh, had, uh, you know, uh, they can't take that away from me and um, some of the other, the the real now sort of like American Songbook standards um, and and sort of like realizing that that's where those came from um, was really...
0: uh, It's humbling to when you'll look at some of them and you'll see these songs were written for this and you're watching essentially one of the earliest performances. of These songs that are now part of of the culture as embedded as... uh, I don't know the, the the Gettysburg Address. I mean, they're just like really <laughs> That's just true. yeah. It's like it's hard to get through the day without some kind of reference being made somewhere about these things.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I would uh, I would agree with that. It's a, those are the kind of musicals I think that uh, you know not many of us uh, sort of like consciously realize have permeated our just yeah. our, our 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 colloquialisms, our speech, our uh, the way we interact with each other. Um, Jerome Kern has a lot of uh, responsibility uh, in our society, and, and and that roots back to the musical, um, which we should pat ourselves on the back for. For inventing, right, the modern musical? Yes,
0: I, I think that's something we get along with uh, jazz and uh, reality TV and obesity,
1: don't morbid for, obesity. Don't forget bourbon.
0: Bourbon, oh, okay. I... <laughs>
1: uh, but um, leaping into the future, Zane uh, – how have you responded and, 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 and what have you thrilled to uh, with the modern movie musical?
0: Oh, I, I'm kind of bashful about saying what i have thrilled to. But no,
1: uh, <laughs> uh, let's see here. Well, I think for the purposes
0: of this, let's say modern musical uh, will start in the 70s with things like Tommy and uh, Phantom of the Paradise and the Rocky Horror Picture Show. And I promise this will not be a Rocky Horror Picture Show-centric podcast. I think there is enough love for that out Mm -hmm. there as a cult item, Uh, not to knock it either. But uh, I think that the, uh, well, like like with anything in film, uh, by that point, you're watching musicals that are talking as much about other musicals Mm -hmm. as anything, and also that have kind of broken down. Like, by that point, we don't have to be led by the hand into this world. We're already there. We're good to go. We're primed. Yeah. Let's just do something different. And then things like Phantom of the Paradise, I think were really, it didn't bother with, uh, you know, it just dispensed with a lot of the, uh, the, 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 the kind of structure that you would use for setting up, like, you know, talk, 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 uh, dialogue, dialogue, uh, plot point, And then, Uh, someone hops on a horse and rides into Brigadoon or Uh whatever. But, uh, yeah, or, uh, let's see here, more recently, uh, South Park, Bigger, Longer, and Uncut, was something that reintroduced uh, my generation to the idea that musicals could have relevance to what was going on uh,
1: around us. Sometimes, I think,
0: well,
1: I remember. I remember, uh, sort of, um, sort of being like very aware of the um, the absence of the musical. Uh, sort of like in the '90s, uh, or 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 further back well, in the '80s. outside where, of Disney, you know, no one was doing absolutely. it. Absolutely, it was it was sort of resigned to the same fate I think as the western was there for a while. Well, the um, western
0: still has a that.
1: Sure, and oh, it's, it, I think it's still definitely seen as something. Um, uh, this is not the right term, but gimmicky. Uh, we release a western or two every year to sort of appease the uh, to sort of appease the, uh, the 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 fan base, and as well because um, Tom Selleck has to eat. <laughs> Tom Selleck has to eat, and and, uh, and Ed Harris has to grow a mustache. Um, but uh, with the musical, I, I just remember being aware, especially since this was a. This was the period where I was very active in theater that 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 film was not um catering to my interests mm-hmm. and and I also remember getting very excited when I felt like the musical was being uh rejuvenated or or was something we could be excited about again um for better or worse, I think this was chicago Yeah, uh, chicago
0: uh, you know it was uh, topped over a hundred million and uh one. Uh, best picture for two thousand and three yes and then I also about that the, 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 there was a huge the Broadway uh, revival of it I think mm-hmm. with um, was it uh, uh, babe Newworth it was yes it was, yeah. yes, it was.
1: Uh, and uh, I uh, I just uh, I remember thinking okay well now they're gonna start doing these again um and i and I suppose that they have yeah all
0: the, yeah but it's You know, it's significantly more underground than what you would have thought would have been the reaction to that. Because usually Mm -hmm. something is that level of success and
1: you get two or three years of nothing but that before it dries up. Well, yeah, I I still don't think they've picked up a momentum, but um, they're not odd to see anymore. You know, you definitely get a uh, hairspray or a Mamma Mia in the theaters these days. I
0: think also, too, when we were discussing how we were going to bracket everything we wanted to talk about, Definition of musical becomes significantly more nebulous mm-hmm. and uh, more uh, fractured. Yeah. you have got so many, like whether it's uh, rock opera, hip opera. Cannot stop saying that. <laughs> uh, uh, Schnell, got, Schnell. Yeah, music uh, documentaries, uh, concert films, mm-hmm. uh, like indie musicals. Say, I think Once and Hedwig. Although Hedwig also falls into the rock. Last time I saw you we just split in two You was looking at me
1: I was looking at you You had a way so familiar I could not recognize Cause you had blood on your face I had blood in my eyes But I could swear by your expression But yeah, and then also
0: uh, the use of pop music in film whether it's a uh, Greek chorus or just to kind of Showcase how really badass the director's mixtape uh, capabilities are. Uh, like, it really, like, these things are as important to uh, the films as, mm-hmm. you know, uh, anything in Oklahoma where Rod Steiger is um, getting on the horse and riding to Brigadoon. I, I don't, I'm, I'm, why
1: Brigadoon? I,
0: I just, I, I, Brigadoon was one of the ones that <laughs> I was subjected to that, uh, A lovely story, but that film, uh, it sits there. And you know, I was too young to really be able to think this. But I think reading uh, Pauline Kael's review of a Lee Marvin, Burt Lancaster movie, *The Professional*, I I now have an expression for films like *Brigadoon*. Uh, the cold, expert, loveless hands of an old whore. That's that's what I feel about Brigadoon and musicals of that ilk. I, uh, at nine years old, I couldn't quite find my vessel there to express yeah. that. But thank you, Pauline kale, for so many things, and including that.
1: Well, I'm I'm willing to put those, uh, you know, because again, we have a dichotomy now of of the modern movie movie musical as something mainstream, marketable. Um, and uh, uh, and dare I say, sort of cold and calculated. And then uh, and yeah, and and then we've got this sort of concept of the indie musical. Um, I saw I saw recently a trailer for. Have you seen Repo? The Repo, musical? the, genetic, the opera, genetic opera. Yeah, right,
0: that. Right? Um, I I think we'll do okay with missing that so, one, but it it, it it did get a lot of ink, didn't
1: it? It, it did. Virtual Maybe it's and because and when you bring together Sarah Brightman and uh, Paris Hilton, Hilton and the-
0: Paul Sorvino. Uh, mm-hmm.
1: You've got uh, you've definitely got something uh, to talk about on your hands.
0: Yeah, that, that that that's one for people to like. Oh my God, go IMDb that cast list.
1: Uh, <laughs> yeah,
0: uh, there's that, and let's see here. I guess there's also nine songs, which was that weird oh sort boy. of like was it the real
1: sex? Mm-hmm. Kind yes, of, yeah, the you know, yeah the incredibly sort of like artistic hardcore yeah. when uh, when it sort of like super avant indie film was really interested in. Uh, in uh and genital contact yeah there for it's a while. one of the
0: few musicals that what you will find in your uh, father's forbidden back room of dvds mm-hmm. uh, in the mm-hmm.
1: showcase uh, and kind of uh, coincidental that super furry animals uh, <laughs> one of the bands in that <laughs> film uh, but uh yeah so i, I think that i i think it's evident sort of the musical and music in and film uh, yeah yeah there's been sort of a confluence of the two um uh, i would also highlight uh moulin rouge yeah that
0: that that was uh I, again uh, cuz we were both i think in uh uh working the theater uh, mm-hmm. circuit at the time uh, i was an undergrad and
1: we uh, were I, I was in high school, high school. I lived so, the yeah, miss was high school.
0: but yeah that was like an atom bomb went off on our, the culture we were
1: i saw it and with my a, mother
0: a, yeah that was uh, I think the only thing I can compare it to with something where it would just like i 'm not going to be able to eat a ham sandwich without hearing something about this, and the the brick, in the green room would be rent, yeah, which you could not get away from right and, and pay people well
1: and I, people. I think I said this to you, that was one of the musicals I wanted desperately to be ad- adapted into film and couldn 't wait um, and um, and I think they waited so long that i I, I realized i didn't quite need it so much, and I'm kind of glad I didn't because uh, uh, w- th- with the director of Home Alone at the helm, uh, I had a feeling some of the edge was going to be taken off.
0: Yeah, I, uh, Chris Columbus is uh, no cineast uh, favorite. <laughs> I, 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 I I, don't um, – yeah, probably a very, very nice person. <laughs> so, um,
1: Come over. I'll make you pork chops. Stepmom was okay. <laughs> oh, cheers! Well, um, uh, I know we want to. We definitely want to move on to highlighting some specific films. Um, so um,
0: you had mentioned one that I thought was a very interesting uh, choice, and that I watched over the weekend, so I could talk about it. With thank you.
1: you very much,
0: uh, Mister Holland's Opus. Yeah. Well,
1: I just want to know why you. Didn't think I was going to be watching it last weekend, and decided to watch it alone. I uh, I was crying on my couch, by myself, Zane. I guess this
0: is why you know we should Twitter or something, uh, uh, so yeah, that seriously. we would know. Like I, I can't update my Facebook status often enough to indicate that yeah. sort of
1: thing live blogging uh live blogging our own depressing uh home life um uh well yeah i, I did want to talk about mr holland's opus uh, you know and rewatching it i guess i, I, I feel like i maybe ha- inflated it's um inflated it's uh sort of uh possible um co-definition as musical um because it, i guess the soundtrack plays so heavily i, I know when i um when i uh, Brought it up the first time. I I was asking what which came first, uh, the Mr. Holland's Opus or the Forrest Gump, and um, and got it reversed. And, and Forrest Gump came first, which I think sort of set the template for those, um, for those baby boomer pleasing films, just chock full of nostalgia. Um, but that but that somehow made a, a connection to uh, like 13 year old me, um, and uh, and and the soundtrack I think uh, definitely plays heavily. Um, into that, but as well, um, the, I think the pure musical aspect of it works. Uh, I know I brought up uh, the, uh, the the Ginger Rogers "Friday Star" vehicle, and there is a Gershwin. Um, there is a Gershwin review they do in the film that, that features a lot of those songs. There's a saying says that love is um, and that also features. Uh, uh, I'm forgetting the actress' name, which. Uh, any uh, what's the name? It was uh, uh,
0: Terrence Howard. Well, Ter- Terrence,
1: Terrence Howard was in the film as a as a sort of like drum beating uh, Vietnam victim, and uh, and then there's with
0: Alicia Witt gone by that point in the film. Alicia
1: Witt's gone by that point in the film too, playing the awkward redheaded uh, um, flautist, right? Or yes. is it the clarinet? Um the, the flautist, um, uh, who eventually becomes governor of the state of Oregon. It's I mean it's it's just uh, full of the most improbable. Uh, Heart-plucking. Of course, he's a music teacher, and uh, his wife gives birth to a deaf child. Um, and there's a,
0: the big dramatic scene where the, they're watching the parade go by, and uh, the fire truck blares, mm-hmm. and then you know they everyone's covering their ears, and all of a sudden you see uh, Glenn Headley playing mm-hmm. Richard Dreyfuss's uh, wife noticing everyone else is covering their ears, and babies are not immune to this. They're all like, "Please stop the." <laughs> The fire truck from, uh, and uh, their child is uh, just chilling.
1: Yes, yes. Um, and little does Glenn Holland realize that um, that uh, you know, uh, as his child grows up, he would like to know who uh, John Lennon is. And uh, that was. Oh. But the yeah, I think so a, a one of the big writer was working
0: some issues out with that
1: one. One of the big musical numbers of course being uh John Lennon's song Beautiful Boy, written for Sean, I believe, although uh they invited Julian to do uh the uh sort of the the closing credits song, which was um that's a... <laughs> an interesting sort of reconciliation slash uh I, I, sort of like I, I, ignorance. I can
0: see, maybe I could see also just a cluelessness there to the uh uh, the context of what Beautiful Boy was, and probably how Julian Lennon really isn't that fond <laughs> of anything off of double fantasy. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh huh. Yeah.
1: How dare you call Mr. Holland's opus ignorant? Uh, no, I, uh, yeah, and I, as
0: I watched it, uh, I, and I think we'll talk about the, the, the films for the boomers, because that really was part of this maybe a decade long period of where it was a real marketable genre to have these uh, kind of, like, love letters to a generation where this is all, like, mm-hmm. chicken soup for the boomer. Yeah, so yeah. I, I put the beginning of that with 1988 with Rain Man and Mississippi Burning. Like, I just noticed, too, like, my parents and all of my parents' friends and their coworkers, uh-huh. these films seem to have a relevance to them. Like, I, I wasn't used to my dad talking about a movie. Like more than I saw this, or Zayn made me go s- take him to see Conan the Destroyer. Yeah, uh, and I'm going to take this out on him by not giving him a college fund. For my,
1: for uh, my, f- uh, for my, uh, uh, for my recollection, that f- the first movie for me uh, that made me realize that was when my parents went with uh, two of their friends to see The Sandlot. The Sandlot was a big one, and I said, "Isn't that movie for me?" And uh, and I didn't really realize until later that it was it was a, sort of a documenting my parents' childhood. Um, Fried and, green uh, tomatoes
0: was another one that mm-hmm. like I remember they were, you know, again my parents, my parents' uh, age group, all giving the movie a standing ovation mm-hmm. at the end. Uh, but i I would say it ended with Patch Adams.
1: Let's hope it ended with passion. Yeah, items. let's hope all things end. <laughs>
0: this is how the world ends,
1: not with a whimper, but... Um, but with uh, Robin Williams and uh, clown nose huh? in, uh, a, in a children's ward.
0: Yeah, uh, trying to cheer up terminal cancer patients with a shtick that Red Skelton would have said, you know what, this is too broad. Could you go back and get Buster <laughs> Keaton out of his cups to write me a
1: good uh, gag? Uh but uh you, well, and speaking of this sort of um uh baby boomer uh this sort of baby boomer uh, uh back rubbing um I am not willing to exempt one of uh your films of focus from this sort of um a- at least from this sort of attempt uh, which I'm gonna say uh I'm not there.
0: I'm not there, yeah. Uh, that, uh, I, I think if uh, Mr. Holland's opus and Forrest Gump and uh, the like are uh, chicken soup for the boomer soul, then uh, I'm not as a different kind of therapy, and it's maybe, a, it's a darker rumination on what was going on. Electroshock. I, I wouldn't go that harsh, but it, it takes a very... Critical jaundiced kind of look at uh, the time. It, it suggests that uh, you know maybe everyone was not on the same page, and that the people that were uh, the architects of a sound or, or a movement uh, wanted nothing to do with uh, that classification yeah. and the burden that it was on them, uh, and uh, and just uh, in general the kind of you know, there, there's so much you can say about that film. So, I really appreciated how it managed to get so much of everything to do with musicals. Like, there's almost, when we were talking about how fractured mm-hmm. musicals are, that movie manages to have all of that in there. It's got yeah. a very, it has set pieces that are a traditional setup with, you know, some a little bit of choreography. It has, uh, you know, pop music over the soundtrack. Yeah. It has. Uh, you know, music as a Greek chorus, it has music video, it has all mm-hmm. of, the, it's a real just a variety going on with it, and yeah. it, it, like like it's uh subject, it's just restless in
1: its creativity. Mm-hmm. Um yeah i uh, i i think uh, I was reminded of the um the scenes with the uh, the young Bob Dylan uh sort of the uh the hobo troubadour um uh Bob Dylan scenes the faker the the faker yes uh, uh this weekend because I, I also sort of edified myself with walk hard uh, what
0: what an underrated little gem
1: in my dreams you're blowing me some kisses Really, you know, and, and speaking of sort of the biopic and uh, and its, um, you know, and uh, I'm not there attempting to subvert and challenge and just plant fuck with the the biopic.
0: card uh, it does it in a by adhering to its uh, structure to the point where it becomes parodic.
1: Yes, um, and uh, and. I, 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 There's and nothing so, I
0: won't do in
1: this long, long life of mine. <laughs> so much and you know, I gotta say, so much music. Um and uh and really uh like just plain entertaining uh it's like the movie you wish you were, uh, you could have your parents watch if not for the Frontal small nudity. flaccid male penis Uh uh I think uh
0: it's um although maybe you're cool with your parents like that. I I mean, no, I, not you.
1: I don't have a secret handshake with them or anything. Yeah. Uh, uh but um I think that uh I I think that I was I was really impressed and uh and uh hopefully sort of puts that um Puts that, uh, that genre of film to, sh- to, uh, to to rest for at least a temporary rest uh, because I th- I think it needs it. It's a little burnt out.
0: It, it's, it's a little burnt out, and I think that even casual moviegoers are aware of this. Like this is a very behind the music mm-hmm. kind of structure here with A list yes. talent involved, um, and it's really. Although again, the films do provide a really valuable. Public service, which is—I mm-hmm. uh, don't know how many sons and daughters have taken their their parents to see Walk Hard or a friend. I mean, Walk the Line, excuse me, or uh, a friend who hated country music or things like that. And all of these people go out and buy either the Folsom Prison or the San Quentin, of course. Thing, and then uh, Ray at least kind of rectified this weird moment where Ray Charles's significance was. Maybe not fully appreciated after mm-hmm. his passing because of its timing, with the Ronald Reagan also passed away that yeah. week, and Ray kind of uh, brought him back to the forefront there. Of like, oh, that's right. This. And, and of course, he'd also spent maybe twenty years uh, in kind of a like really high profile has been yes, status. Yes,
1: I I, I think though the, the biopics have a way of uh, of uh, y- you know. Taking what may be dirty and tattered, and sort of selectively smudging, um, uh, you know, they don't really uh, make the image of these artists squeaky clean, but they find a way to sort of like apply the dirt, um, and and definitely give us a sort of like as rugged and fallible, but yet sort of um, sort of uh, sort of saintly uh, final Here's image. The
0: yeah, there's a very burnished, plaque-like element mm-hmm. to these films, mm-hmm. where, it's like, yeah, it's like, I'm watching a bust being erected.
1: Certainly, certainly. It's all there, black and white, clear as crystal. You stole fizzy lifting drinks. You bumped into the ceiling, which now has to be washed and sterilized, so you get nothing. You lose. Good day, sir.
0: Join us next week when we'll talk more about our favorite musicals, I'm Justin Runge. I'm Zane Reeves. And this has been another episode of Wet Hot American Podcast. Thank you for listening. Never thought I'd get to meet the devil. Never thought I'd meet him face to face. Heard he always worked alone, that he seldom rode or used a phone. So I walked right up to meet him at his place.